a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Final hour here, the extended version. We'll go right up until 3 o'clock when we'll uh, pass the baton over to Jeff Kaplan, who, as always, will uh, guide you through the afternoon, through traffic, uh, weather, all the breaking news that uh, continues to happen, and also great insight always uh, from Jeff. Appreciate him getting us home every day. Uh, so I'm very excited about this segment of the program because uh, we're going to talk about faith in space. Uh, as we've celebrated the Apollo 11 landing, the 50th anniversary of Neil Armstrong walking on the surface of the moon, uh, there's been all kinds of coverage on all kinds of uh, aspects of the moon launch, the moon chase, what happened, who did what, the 400,000 people who worked like crazy to make that all a reality, uh, Neil Armstrong's moment, and, and on and on and on and on. But one of the things uh, that has not really been discussed much is the role of faith. Now, a lot of people can say anytime you strap yourself onto a rocket and light it, uh, you're you're exhibiting a certain level of faith and trust that things are uh, things are going to work and and move forward. Uh, but there are some really interesting aspects as it relates to faith in space that actually go back to the Apollo Eight uh, program. And uh, I want to play a little bit of sound. This was uh, this was extraordinary to me. Uh, this was on Christmas Eve as the Apollo Eight uh, mission uh, was circling the orbit of the moon. And uh, let's take a listen to this. On Apollo 8, when we orbited the moon, our astronauts wanted to have something that would unify the world. And they read from the book of Genesis. They read Genesis 1, 1 through 110. Because every religion at the time, you know, Christianity, Islam, even, you know, Judaism, the, those, are, those are sacred texts from about the beginning. You know, Genesis 1, 1 through 110. They read that on Christmas Eve. Uh, from the moon. We are now approaching uh, lunar sunrise, and uh, for all the people back on Earth, the crew of Apollo 8 has a message that we would like to send to you. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light. And one out of four people on the planet either heard or saw it. 
That's uh, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, former congressman from Oklahoma. had a chance to interact with him when I worked back in Washington. Uh, Again, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine. So reflecting on Apollo 8 uh, and such a fascinating thing. So there it was. It was uh, Christmas Eve uh, here on Earth. And as Apollo 8 circled the moon and came to that uh, lunar sunrise, uh, they quoted Genesis 1, 1 through 10, let there be light. Uh, What a fascinating thing. And so many people around the world heard that uh, back at the time, uh, but it was not without some controversy for sure. (laughs) Uh, And so people were a little worried about that. Of course, you always have those who are saying, no, that's not a separation of church and state. Uh, And so you can get into that whole argument. Uh, I thought it was a a brilliant moment on Apollo 8. Uh, But now let's fast forward to Apollo 11, the 50th anniversary that we're celebrating uh, this week. On Saturday will be the day that uh, Neil Armstrong first set foot on the moon. But let's pick up. This is, again, this is NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine uh, telling what happened next and what happened when uh, Neil Armstrong made it to the moon. Because of that, there was this big lawsuit. Um, And so Buzz Aldrin, when he was on the moon, their first order when they landed on the moon was to take a four-hour nap. Well, You can imagine, you're the first person on the moon. You, are you really going to be sleeping right now? It's, it, that's, they didn't consult the psychologist on that one. But a little-known fact is that Buzz Aldrin, when he was on the moon, uh, he took communion. It was Sunday, and he wanted to take communion. And, of course, we broadcast everything we did from the moon, but because of the lawsuit from the Genesis reading on Apollo 8... Uh, he was directed not to broadcast his taking communion on the moon. Isn't that amazing? You were able at the time to take a certain number of ounces of personal items to the moon. And he took a, a little chalice uh, and, and he took bread. And in fact, before he went, before he launched, he went to his church. Uh, yeah, he was Presbyterian. So a, a minister, his minister in Houston, gave him you know, the, the items necessary to take communion on the moon. And, uh, and when he landed on the moon on Sunday, he was supposed to be sleeping. He decided to take communion. I, I know he was very active in his church in Houston. Okay. I know that he had his church involved in it. I know his pastor was very involved in it. He, he wanted at the time, he wanted to broadcast it, and he got told not to. Okay. Uh, again, that's uh, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine, former congressman from Oklahoma, sharing that story from both Apollo 8 and the uh, the astronauts aboard Apollo 8 broadcasting back to Earth, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, uh, as they came around on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then uh, Neil Armstrong on Apollo 11. Uh, there were, Of course, there was a lawsuit after the Apollo 8 that uh, they shouldn't have done that. And uh, I, I love the fact that we know that the first order that the astronauts were supposed to follow was to take a nap. I don't get orders to take a nap. I would like an order to take a nap. But, of course, the astronauts were not going to take a nap. They just landed on the moon. <laughs> They're not going anywhere uh, taking any kind of nap. Uh, that'd be worse than trying to get your toddler to take a nap. Uh, there are way too many things to do. But I do find it just absolutely fascinating that of the the very few items that uh, the astronauts, the personal items uh, they were able to take, that Neil Armstrong uh, chose to take what he needed to have communion. Uh, I just think that is a fascinating thing. And, of course, they did go dark there, so it was as if they were napping. They did not broadcast that back to the United States. 
uh, or around the world. They they went dark and and he took communion. So again, faith in space is is just such an interesting thing to me that uh, especially in the world today where so often we don't allow people to take their faith into the public square. Uh, I thought I think it was very interesting, very compelling that Neil Armstrong took his faith all the way to the moon. Uh, and that's just a, a real fascinating thing. Uh, I want to pick up one thing. We we talked yesterday a little bit about uh, President Kennedy's talk uh, down at Rice University in 1962. He also invoked faith as it related to the quest to get to the moon. Here's what President Kennedy said. Well, space is there, and we're going to climb it. And the moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail... We ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Thank you. So there's the president of the United States uh, asking for God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. So again, uh, uh, faith as it relates to space and getting to the moon, I think is really interesting. Uh, I want to hit just real quickly. I mentioned this the other day. Some people have asked about it. Uh, Rabbi Soloviechek uh, gave a speech where he talked about how we take faith into the public square properly and appropriately. Uh, Here's what he said uh, just a year ago. Unlike Sabbath candles, which are intended to illumine the Jewish home, the Hanukkah lamps are placed in the window to be seen by the public Jew and non-Jew alike. And originally in Talmudic times and in Jerusalem today... Hanukkah lights were kindled not inside but outside the door of Jewish homes, right outside the door. And the verse in Proverbs allows us to understand the lesson of this ritual. The soul of man is the candle of God. Lighting candles outside the doors of our homes expresses that when people of faith leave their homes and enter the world, they take their beliefs and their religious identity with them. They do not check their beliefs at the door when they enter the public square, Their souls, the candle within each person, illuminates their path wherever they may lead. Uh, I love that from Rabbi Soloviechek, that the the Hanukkah lamps were initially outside the window, reminding Jew and non-Jew alike that we we take our faith with us out into the public square. Uh, And that's part of what makes us good and enables us to engage in positive conversations like we talked about in hour number one today, uh, that we have to get to that kind of space. Uh, and then talk about faith in space. Uh, the fact that the first meal on the moon was communion. Neil Armstrong uh, chose to take that with him to the moon. That was his moment, Apollo 8, reading Genesis 1. So faith is, is very much a, a part of the country, uh, very much a part of who we are and where we're going as a nation. We have to remember that religious liberty matters. Uh, and not that we need to force anybody to do anything, but we need to make sure that there is space for faith in the public square, uh, because it does make all the difference. Also want to give a, a shout out and a big thanks to Colby Walker, a digital content producer here at KSL, uh, who pointed me to those uh, comments from uh, NASA Administrator Bridenstein, former congressman. Uh, just great, great insight on Apollo 8 and Apollo 11. All right, time to step aside. We'll be right back. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on the extended version of Inside Sources on KSL News Radio.